anywhere you go, anywhere you look You can find me on the low with my nose in a book Turning through the pages, reading through the script About to hit a million words, yeah it's lit, 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 lit Said it's lit, 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 lit Yeah it's lit, 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 lit Hey everybody, this is the third episode of the It's Lit Podcast, and I'm Cheyenne, a member of the Shamrock News and Avid. Hello, I'm Mr. Dix. I am the Shamrock News teacher. I am also a literacy workshop teacher at Rao Middle School. My name is Lillianne. I am a Shamrock News member as well and a member of the NFL Football League. <laughs> I am impressed. Uh, my name is uh, Silas Johnson, and I am a member of the Shamrock News and a Pokemon enthusiast. Wow, that sounds lame. And I'm Evan. I'm the podcast producer and master editor of the Shamrock News. Yes, so welcome everybody for tuning in. Today we are going to be doing our third episode as Cheyenne stated and we are doing a 10 out of 10 would recommend and the other day Lillian and I sat down and we were thinking of topics for our 10 out of 10 would recommend and we came up with from novel... Lillian wants to say it, go ahead. From novel to Netflix. Yes, and what wow. does that mean, Lillian? Go ahead and explain it. That means books that were made into movies slash TV shows that are now on Netflix. Yeah, Whoa. and we're really excited about this. So we are going to talk about some books today, graphic novels, comic books that, as Lillian said, have inevitably been turned into a TV show. <laughs> or a movie on Netflix, or is a movie that you can currently find on the wonderful streaming station that is Netflix. Netflix Check out all these wonderful selections. Yeah, I, hopefully they'll pay us in the future. Um, <laughs> can we have a sponsorship, me? please? Sponsored, sponsored by, by Netflix. We're not sponsored by Netflix. We're probably in trouble if we said that. Probably uh, so, amazing taste. we're going to go around and we're going to start off That's and amazing. start talking about the books that we recommend that you read before or after? Uh, before. Before we before, before we watch the movies yes. or the television shows. Preferably before, but if you read it after, you know, a little shame, but not well, too much. Well, I mean, like, um, you know, if you read the book before, it might ruin the movie experience for you. You know, you want to appreciate well, the yeah, movie but it'll, or the book. But it'll or also ruin the movie ex- or the book experience. I just said the exact same thing. How so? Did. Well, because then you're spoiling the book. But you could spoil the movie, too. Yeah, it would spoil the movie. But the book includes more details, usually. How do you know? You know, sometimes some movies are better than the books. That has never happened to me. Never happened to me as well. There there is a case out there. I'm sure there is. Here we go. I'm Cheyenne, and the novel that I'm talking about today is To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I'm going to do the synopsis thingy. Um, What if all the crushes you ever had found out how you felt about them all at once. 16-year-old Laura Jean Song keeps her love letters in a hat box her mother gave her. They aren't love letters that anyone else wrote for her. These are ones she's written. One for every boy she's ever loved, five in all. When she writes, she pours out her heart and soul and says all the things she would never say in real life because her letters are for her eyes only until the day her secret letters are mailed, and suddenly Laura Jean's love life goes from imaginary to out of control. Oh. oh. Spicy. All right. Yum. So, Cheyenne, uh, <laughs> yeah. what did you like about the book? Without spoilers. Without spoilers? Just overall the book. 
<laughs> the probably need to be a little bit more specific. A little more specific. Deep breath, Cheyenne. We're good. We're good. Um, I don't know. Just. So, what did you like about Laura Jean? What, what did I like about Laura Jean? I guess just how she went with, like, her like whole life got out of control, as the synopsis said, and then just she like kind of put it back together, sort of. And did you like the way that she put it back together, or? I mean, it was a mess, but I would never do it. But okay. I mean, if you want to, if you want to fake date someone, go for it. I mean. Okay, and so can you explain that that part of it, like, because that's not going giving too much away. So what does Laura Jean decide to do at one point in the book? Well, because her letters are sent out, she decides to fake date a guy. Remember his name? Mm -hmm. Um, oh, no. but I don't know. Blake. One second. Oh, it's just a random man. Well, no way. And so she decides to fake date him, and why is mm -hmm. she fake dating him? To get, to get back at her sister's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, that's what it seems. I know his last name is Kavinsky. Peter. 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 Kavinsky. Peter. Kavinsky. Okay, so Peter. she fake dates Peter, and then the book is essentially about what? About her set letters getting sent out, and then she just like freaks out because they're like she said she put her heart and soul into it and like said things that she would never say in real life and then they all like got sent out and of course when she wrote the letters like those people have usually changed so yeah okay and then what kind of reader or what kind of person would you recommend this book to anyone who likes romance novels or like in that general spectrum okay and comparing from novel to Netflix, what did you enjoy more? Did you enjoy the novel more or the Netflix movie? I enjoyed the novel more, but I feel like that's kind of a thing that I do is I, I guess, have this movie play out in my head while reading the book. Um, and so, yeah, so I read the book and of course I watched the movie before because I didn't know it was a book uh -huh. um, and none of the teachers had it as a book until you brought it and, it was, and I read it. It was pretty cool. So have any of you either read the book or seen the Netflix? Did you read or see, watch I, the show? I watched the, sh the movie. You watched the movie? Laura Jean is the cutest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular opinion, I love her. Okay, and then did you enjoy, the, did, was the movie something that you enjoyed and like would watch again or was it just something that you? It's something that I watch religiously still. Oh. I actually watched it Sunday, Sunday night. I watched it again Sunday night Every with my Sunday mom and my dad. Movie. Every Sunday I rewatch a movie. All right, so I, I actually did not know how I was going to feel about the book. I saw that it was a Netflix show and then I just bought it because middle schoolers tend to like whatever's on Netflix and I figured well here's another book for my classroom and I I love the book I thought the book was way better than the mm -hmm. movie there's some there's some moments that uh, Peter and Laura Jean have in the book that they don't have in the movie 
uh, particularly like some some trips that they go on and like to the estate sale when they oh, go and yeah, do that. Yeah. And I, I think that that stuff was really important for me because that was that made me start to like believe and yeah, connect them more because in the movie it was it was like a connection but like there wasn't as many trips and there wasn't more of like they're like having a private time yeah and like we talked on the fault in our stars podcast there wasn't as much adventure yeah in, in the movie and in the book there was way more adventure and i really appreciate it you should you should watch that or listen to that podcast by the way you should listen to that Still podcast promo. And okay. uh, code James for 5% off. 10% off. <laughs> fake fan. I'm sorry. Fake fan. I'm sorry. So, your 10 out of 10 recommend would recommend is what book? To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I'm going to talk about the book The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind by William Kumquamba and Brian Mueller. This is actually a Netflix movie that has just been made. I haven't even watched it yet. But I love, 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 100% love this book. So, the synopsis for the book. William Kumquamba was born in Malawi, a country where magic ruled and modern science was mystery. It was also a land withered by drought and hunger. But William had read about windmills, and he dreamed of building one that would bring to his small village a set of luxuries that only 2% of Malawians could enjoy. Electricity and running water. His neighbors called him Misala, crazy, but William refused to let go of his dreams. With a small pile of once forgotten science textbooks, some scrap metal, tractor parts, and bicycle halves, and an armory of curiosity and determination, he embarked on a daring plan to forge an unlikely contraption and small miracle that would change the lives around him. The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind is a remarkably true story about how human inventiveness and its power to overcome crippling adversity. It will inspire anyone who doubts the power of one's individual ability to change his community and better the lives of those around him. So this book is essentially this. William is the main character and William is in Malawi and Malawi goes through this big drought and during this drought they can't grow any crops and because they're not growing any crops they don't have any food and this whole country is starting to experience some famine and they don't have anything to sell so William has to get pulled from the school that he goes to but he's really just like curious and he loves learning about things and he finds a book in a library about electricity and from there he just learns how to make electricity happen so it is a it is a country and it is a environment that he lives in that they don't have electricity and he's like well i know we don't have crops right now we're going through this drought so why don't i find a way to make electricity if we have electricity we can have irrigation and then we can have we can water our crops and so it's all just about this person just going through and reading books and just like finding electricity and i, I think that my favorite thing about the book is seeing how awesome human beings can be when they're put in a struggling situation and how he doesn't have electricity he's like well let me just read about it i can't imagine just reading a book and being like well now i completely understand electricity and now i'm going to just make electricity happen so the quote that i'm going to read is from page 203 and this is like the big like one of the big parts of the book where he says just then a gust of wind slammed against my body and the blades kicked up like mad. The tower rocked once, knocking me off balance. I wrapped my elbow around the wooden rung as the blades spun like, spun like furious propellers behind my head. I held the bulb before me, waiting for my miracle. It flickered once, just a flash at first, then a surge of bright, magnificent light. My heart nearly burst. Look, someone said, he's made light. And I think that's such a great like moment of the book for me because 
if I want light, I just walk into a room and I flip on a switch mm. or mm. I turn on my bike light. And when he goes through all of these like really struggles, I mean, the country goes through these this drought and people are dying on the side of the streets and it's a really intense time for his family. And he's like, well, I'm gonna save my community. And then the book just follows him as he just keeps improving his community. And it is absolutely one of the most inspiring things. It's one of the things where I wish if the, I'd have to watch the movie, but if the movie was appropriate, I'd like to show to students to be like, hey, you guys don't want to write two sentences for your Cornell notes today. This dude did not have electricity and was like, well, let me get a bike wheel and make a windmill out of it. And I'm going to provide electricity for my entire community. So that is, I love The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. It was one of the coolest books I've ever read. Um, is it a, based on a true story? It is, yeah. It's entirely true story. Uh, William Kumquamba is the person. He does TED Talks now, and he goes all the all around the world, and he goes to other communities and helps bin, build windmills for them. So he is he is that dude. I would very much like to meet this person. So, yeah, it's so, it's really awesome. So, um, <clears throat> you said how he like read books just to learn to make electricity. Was it like, or was, did it take him like? You know, a couple of months or like, did he have that like character trait where he automatically knows everything? He, in the books, he's kind of he's reading parts, and then there's one part where he's like talking to a friend and they're messing with something, and then he says, "It that was the day that I learned about uh, AC current and, uh, and DC current, but I didn't realize that until way later in life." So he's he slowly gets there. It's not just like he's reads a book and all of a sudden he's tesla and edison he it's but it's still just a level of i have to fix my car over winter break or spring break and i have to <laughs> like read a book to be able to change my serpentine belt and my water pump and i'm dreading it and i know that i'm just gonna mess my car up Wiki how? i but that's what i'm saying like i'm oh. going to read that and i'm going to watch youtube videos and i am a smart person with a master's degree and i'm pretty yes, smart in quotation mark i feel like i'm decently intelligent and i think i'm going to just absolutely mess this whole thing up and for a teenager to just read a couple books that they checked out on their own because they didn't have the money to go to school anymore that's crazy yeah man uh <laughs> i mean um Changing your car, that sounds difficult. I'm not, <laughs> I've only ever changed a tire once because reasons my dad didn't change his tire. Okay, What's, what is like, story. if you were in an environment where you didn't have electricity, what do you think your best skill would be? Um, running. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, Silas, uh, you need to go run and get this for us. No, it's just, um, or I guess uh, I would just get out of Dodge, you know. <laughs> oh, you just get out of the environment? I mean, like, <laughs> I, I guess in that situation, I wouldn't. But I mean, like, I would just avoid the problems. <laughs> Let this uh, William take care of the <laughs> situations. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have the mental capacity for that kind of, you know, know-how. Yeah. Lillian, no, no electricity. What is your biggest skill? Probably still instruments. Instruments? Probably. Okay. Entertain your people. Oh. <laughs> right, because you can play your ukulele, yeah. guitar, acoustic, and all that stuff. And My thing is just trying to figure out how to play that. Like, I'd just start playing what sounds good and then be like, 
find out five years later that I've been doing it wrong long enough. Right. Like, well, too late to change that. Right. Drops her album. Cheyenne, community. no electricity. What's the biggest skill that you bring to the table? I can read. I can read a lot. Oh, you, need yeah. a, you need anything to be read, I got it. You need, I don't know. You need anything like read for like any reason. Or if I need to learn how to, if I need to learn about a whale for some reason, or like a fish, to s mm. or like an <laughs> herb to see if it's healthy, I got it. Whales. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, so you're going through, you're reading. You can be the taste tester for all yeah. the like poisonous berries. Like, yeah. Oh, this one. This one looks like this in the book. I get. I mean, you probably should eat it, but <laughs> I'm not too. stopping you. Yeah, you want? You want to? I I wow. can read books for you if you want. You know, <laughs> you know all those whales, fish, <laughs> berries. You know what I'm talking about. No. All right, so yeah, so The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, I have yet to watch the Netflix version of this, but I would highly recommend reading this book, and then I would also, if you feel like being inspired, watch some of the William Kukwamba TED Talks, because they're really impressive and awesome. I want to watch a TED Talk now. My comic slash Netflix show is The Umbrella Academy, written by Gerard Way, the one and only. The um uh, in an in an explainable in an this is a tongue twister here, in an inexplicable worldwide event, forty three extraordinary children were spontaneously born to a woman who'd previously shown no signs of pregnancy. Millionaire inventor Reginald Hargreaves adopted seven of the children. When asked why, his only explanation was to save the world. These seven children form the Umbrella Academy, a dysfunctional family of superheroes with bizarre powers. Their first adventure at the age of 10 pits them against an erratic and deadly Eiffel Tower, piloted by the fearsome zombie robot Gustav Eiffel. Nearly a decade later, the team disbands, but when Hargreaves unexpectedly dies, these disgruntled siblings reunite just in time to try to save the world from impending doom. Uh-oh. Interesting. <laughs> People who would like this book, I think, are people who are fans of comics, especially Dark Horse comics, since they're the one who produced it. Um, people who are fans of My Chemical Romance, because these were written by the singer. Wait, and what? I know, it's crazy, right? Gerard oh, Way. Whoa! Yeah, he's written I... by... Yeah, he, he writes comics. Does he draw them, too? Uh-huh. Well, that just really blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> I didn't know that... I didn't you realize didn't? that he was the... I, have, I own one of his comics, if you want to read it. Not oh. not the Umbrella Academy, but it's a different okay. one of his works. Okay, so so you're doing the Umbrella Academy, and so he wrote these comics. He wrote these comics with another dude. Um, I think his name is Gerald Baugh, okay. but he um uh helped figure out like he helped with the storyline. He didn't write it; it's himself. Okay, awesome. And then, uh, so in the comics, does it start? Does it go through like when they're ten years old, or does it start? Kind of like the series does, where it's like they're twenty. Yeah, it, it no, it um uh, it starts when Hargreaves starts to go hunt down, starts to hunt down these children when he finds out about them. It starts like, it starts when these women give birth, and okay, he, it starts with him going to try to hunt them down, like try to adopt as many as he can. Which out of those forty-three, he was only able to adopt, and yes, he might have bought some of them, seven. Okay, and then so. I take it that you are a big fan of the Netflix. Oh my god, you have no idea. I rewatched it like five times. Honestly? Yes, I, I, I have. I it came out. Preview, it like, came out two days back. It came out two weeks ago. Well, and I, well, I guess I better start watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, whew, okay. So, what can you tell us about it that's not 
spoilery. What's cool about this book, about this book and the show is that it follows so many storylines. Like there's this, there's one storyline of a girl trying to get back to her daughter before she thinks the world is gonna end. And then there's another storyline of where somebody's getting mixed up with like this time travel agency, which is called the commission. And then there's this other, there's the assassins who are trying to kill somebody who's trying to prevent the apocalypse. And they're, oh my God, you have to stay quick with it. like. I can go on forever about this. So it's like an upbeat, multi-story, different perspective. I'm not upbeat. I've cried so many times. There's Depression. a dude who's in love with a mannequin. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he is. And oh my god, they spent like decades <laughs> together. <laughs> so you have not watched it yet. No, I have not. And you have not watched it yet. I've only seen the trailer. I, I haven't even seen the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I, I got into, I'm on episode four and I forgot who it was. Was it you? No, it was somebody yesterday in class. Might have been Clea. Started just yelling about what happened, and I was like, yo, I'm on episode no, four. No, not Clea. I don't think it was Clea. I forgot who it was, but they started just yelling about what happened. And I was like, I'm on episode four, and they were like, well, you should have watched it already. I was like, it's been out for like 25 minutes. Like, how am I supposed to watch this whole thing yet? So, you've seen it, and you're in, and oh then, and then the comics. The comics are phenomenal, too. But if you read the comics, you're going to have to, like, stomach gore because the comics are gory like oh really even like think about the bird box okay i can multiply it by like 50. oh 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 uh oh yeah it's really gory because like the whole premises is a family trying to stop the apocalypse and there are all these assassins trying to stop him from stopping the apocalypse because like time has to keep going as it is like and then there's a second comic series where it goes on deeper into that in-depth trying to stop people who can alter time and oh, stuff like okay. that it's okay. so question for you is is the one is the one storyline does that take is that like multiple comics to get that one storyline or is that one storyline just all in one comic the whole the whole first season the main storyline mainly centers around the first comic. Okay, and so that's that the whole, one comic? Okay. I mean, the second comic doesn't really tie in, though, with what I'm assuming is going to happen in the second season. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so I, yeah, I was just wondering if each episode was like its own little comic mm -hmm. book. Or, okay. So um, about the gore level, have you ever watched the movie The Thing? Mm -hmm. uh, um, the Belko much. Experiment? I don't watch many horror movies. Okay, well, I'm just trying to get uh, like... Uh, an idea of how graphic you're talking. Just Are like, we talking like here. innards? Is, is it, is it, is We're, it I'm safe? talking like many innards. Oh, well. But it's all it's all cartoon. So yeah, I, I, I mean, can, I can handle cartoon boards. It's, it's like um. <laughs> I don't know about that. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of stuff I don't know if I could deal with. Yeah, the comics are pretty gory. My, I remember Looks I got the first one from the library, and my mom looked through it, and she's like, "Don't show your sisters any part of this book." And I'm like, Fair enough. There's. It's pretty cool though. And I, I, okay, I know you already know this, but one of the assassins in the show is played by Mary J. Blige. And dang, if I can't be without you, babe, it can't be without her. <laughs> no more drama in my life. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige came out when I was in like third or fourth. Me grade. and my mom listened <laughs> to her on the way to the eye today, <laughs> and we sang. <laughs> Just, just All right, so you highly movie. recommend the novel, highly. the graphic novel, and the television show. Highly. And you also highly recommend My Chemical Romance. Yes. And Mary J. Blige. <laughs> and Mary J. Blige. And it also has Ellen Page in it, who 
I love with all my heart. And you stand for Ellen Page. I, I stand Ellen Page and Mary J. Blige. And the guy who plays clubs. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. Everywhere. If so, you want to know more about this, ask Kalea. Okay. Oh, that is very true. It's yeah, um, me and her. I called her at like 11 o'clock at night last night because I just finished rewatching it again. And I'm like, okay, here's what should have happened and here's whose fault it was. And we argued <laughs> for 20 minutes. You should make like a book group. Just like go over, just share theories about what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the next thing. Just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this one character is like the most infuriating. Like this person should end up there with that person or something. Are you, are you all like Reddit people? Do you do the, if you go and watch, um, say a Marvel movie or a Star Wars or something like this, do you go on Reddit and see theories about what's going to happen or anything like that? Uh, my little brother does, and he scours the internet for them, just try to get new perspectives on movies he likes. And uh, I'm not that no. kind of person, but he sh- vents enough that I have an understanding. <laughs> what he's talking about okay. and it's a it's crazy what people think like yeah. if you forgot my name my name's silas which you probably did um i am covering lord of the rings it is a movie on netflix and it is a beefy book beefy, beefy movies may i add actually three different <laughs> movies extended theatrical cuts yeah, it's, it's it's marathon. It's marathon worthy, but I'm going to read the um, back page. Marathon. <laughs> um, in ancient times, the rings of power were crafted by the elven smiths and Sauron. The Dark Lord forged the one ring, filling it with his own power so that he could rule all others. But the one ring was taken from him. Though he sought it throughout Middle-earth, it remained lost to him. After many ages, it fell by chance into the hands of the hobbit Bilbo Baggins. From his fantasies... Um, from his fastness in the Dark Tower of Mornor, uh, Sauron's power spread far and wide. He gathered all the great rings to him, but always he searched for the One Ring, who might complete his dominion. On Bilbo's 111st birthday, he disappeared, bequeathing to his young cousin Frodo the ruling ring and a perilous quest to the journey across Middle-earth, deep into the shadow of the Dark Lord to destroy the ring by casting it into the cracks of doom. I have a question. Eleventy first. Eleventy first. Um, it's it's what the um, it's what the Shire people use for their age. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you like? Okay, hobbits. Like- you know, you know hobbits. Short people, right? Yes. Yeah. The the so, yeah. Chris. It it has a, it it has a, it has a lot of different slang. Not really slang. It's their language, really. They they don't they talk a bit different. So in in that's how they English, what is eleventy first? That's their um. 11 first. That'd be his 101st birthday. Oh, okay. So 101. That's how old he's turning. All right. Well, that just 111st. Just how does that add up to 101? Wait, no, no. That'd be 111. 111? Yeah. Okay. okay that's, I was wondering what 11. Okay. Okay. First. Thank I you. I was thinking you just read a word. Something like that. That yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I love this book because it just takes you. It just takes you from end to end from all these different perspectives at the beginning you start out with this um shy little hobbit named frodo and he's just lollygagging around on the green fields of <laughs> the shire and then by the end of it he's no in spoilers. mordor <laughs> that's a spoiler no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well he Oops. just crosses you know it just perspective from light to dark from his home to the ends of the earth really 
and it's just like it's a really big adventure. Yeah. Like Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> finding Nemo. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You mean the reverse Lord of the Rings? <laughs> finding Nemo. Exactly. They didn't even go on. Uh, they did go on land, but they. They never got out of water, okay. They did get out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I know they went out of the water at one okay. point. Okay, well, yeah, but for seconds no. before they suffocate. Okay, I'm just gonna stop you there. <laughs> but my favorite quote, my favorite, my favorite quote in this book, um, to give you a little context, um, they're about to embark on this journey, but no one wants to take the ring. And um, Frodo says this. I will take the ring, he said, though I do not know the way. This is my favorite quote because um, he's such an innocent character. Such a, it's just heart-wrenching to see him go through this journey and just change in ways you wouldn't expect and you wouldn't want, but at the same time, in ways you do want. It's just, <laughs> he's, he's like the Good Samaritan, really. It's just like, you know, he does things that other people won't, but he's not the most capable because he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's my favorite quote. Okay, so, and that book is comprised of three uh, three other books, right? The Lord of the Rings is it's, like one it was story. Meant, it was meant to be one whole book, but they comprised it into three different sections. Okay, and then so what are the three different sections? Fellowship of the you Ring? Got the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King. Okay. And how do those compare to the movie? So if I went on, if I read that The Fellowship of the mm -hmm. Ring and then I went on Netflix and I watched the movie, how does that compare? Um, I would say they both have their pros and cons. Um, <clears throat> the In the book, you know, you get a lot more into the character. You know, you can feel for them as people and it's fun to, you know, have it described verbally to you but in the movies just the camera work and the score the music is phenomenal and i think it just really immerses you into that world so my personally if i wanted to get goosebumps i would watch all the movies okay <laughs> that's a good way to put it if, if i wanted to get goosebumps yeah uh have you watched The Lord of the Rings or read the books at all? No. I've been recommended to, but I've, I've never done it. Okay. What about you, Julianne? Have you... <laughs> My dad tried to make me read the first one, and then I started reading it, and then I got distracted with rereading Harry Potter. Oh. So. Um, about this book. It can go into some pretty dull parts. It's not necessarily dull, but nothing happens in the plot, you know? They're, like, exploring this one place in the... J.R. Tolkien goes into these, like, paragraphs of describing this, like, one place or this one character, you know? And it's, like, it can be a bit of a lull in the story, but if you just can read through that, it's an amazing book. I think that's a really big difference. Uh, I read a couple older books this summer, and to read books like Lord of the Rings or mm -hmm. books that were written... 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago mm. versus books that are writ written now, you have a lot more of like, let me take three pages to describe the sun as it rises over the mountains. Yeah. Where now it's in like- crisp orange hue right, rising against the green petals. <laughs> <laughs> and now like YA books are like, 
the sun was rising, and then it goes into like all the emotions that the person yeah. is feeling in the plot. And I feel, I feel like that's one of the reasons that I like newer books, uh -huh. and a part of the reason that I haven't read Harry Potter because like. The beginning was really slow, and I just, I, you're gonna get mad at me. A lot of people really are gonna get mad at you. Continue talking. <laughs> um, but just, I just can't stand slow books, and, um, or prequels. Well, I'm sorry. Or but. just like part, <laughs> if I get to a certain part where it's slow, yeah. I'm a quitter at that point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. Is, if it like goes on about one thing, I kind of just like, can you get to the point? Yeah. And I don't want to skip the page because then you're like missing out on whatever yeah. and uh, like that happens. But like, if I feel bad about it, but like I just I can't stand it because personally I'm a really like everywhere person. Yeah. yeah. And to be stuck on this one thing for a paragraph and multiple paragraphs, I'm just like I can't stand it. Yeah. No, I'm. I I get you on that part, but. Isn't there also like a pro to it? I mean, like you get to immerse yourself in the really of this world that they're describing. I mean, like you know, you get to know what the landscape is, what the people look like, down to like every feature they have. You know, it's like it, it, it gives you almost more visuals than the movie would. You know, like more ideas in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I I read a book once. I forgot. I it was it was a Tom Robbins novel, and he spends an entire chapter describing the pink of the sunset. Oh. Of, and it's it's like four pages of like it uh -oh. was this color pink. It was this color pink. It was as pink as this blowing bubble gum. It was pink as a conch shell. It was like, it was, oh no, it was, it was describing the pink of the conch shell. That was a conch shell was like one of the characters in the book. <laughs> it was oh, skinny legs and all. It was a weird book, but uh. No, right here. But yeah, so. And he did that whole thing, and there was a part of me that was like, this is, as someone who likes to write, this is really awesome and interesting. I mm -hmm. like seeing all this descriptive ways, but I could definitely see somebody being like, dude, can't you just say that the thing is pink? And then can we just move on to what ne what's happening next? Lord of the Rings, th that can get a little biblical in a sense of like, here's so-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so, meeting so-and-so, who's son of so-and-so, and this person. Well, I'm like, in that way, Kinda, but uh -huh. not as much. Not in that kind of descriptive way. I mean, like, okay. you know, you get to learn Gimli's father or something. Mm -hmm. Like, Dane or uh, Loin or whatever, you know? It's not, like, too detailed in that part, but it gets... There's parts when it could be a little, yeah. What's your favorite sub-book of the Lord of the Rings story? Sub-book? It's like Fellowship, Two Towers, <sighs> Return of the I King. I break this down. Okay, I feel that the most interesting part of the book that really intrigued you would probably be the two towers. Just the whole, the different, the book and the movies are breaking up into two different perspectives. Well, three, yeah, three different perspectives. You got Sam and Frodo, uh, you got Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, and then you have Gandalf and... Mary and Pippin, the other okay. two hobbits. So, yeah. Okay. It is, um, it's cool to see their perspectives go out through, because, you know, all of them, there's a, <clears throat> there's like this uh, one part in the book, you know, um, <clears throat> in a Minas Morgul and the Witch King. Sorry, I sound really nerdy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the Witch King is conjuring the spell, and 
it's just like this huge spire of green light just erupts from the castle and like all the characters from all perspectives you know just see it and like they're taken aback by it you know it's kind of cool to see how like major effects can like affect throughout the whole entire land you know yeah. it's like gives you a scale of what how big things are but definitely the two towers just okay. for its stuff and the movie too because you know the two towers was the, probably like the best cinematography i've ever seen in a movie so is the book changing perspectives um or it does changes, it stay like, on like it changes like every chapter or two chapters it goes from like sam proto aragon gimli legolas you know but does it stay on like those two characters or does it go from like this character and then to like this one and then back to that one but then to this other one but then back to this one. um you know that's one of the things that kind of annoys me in other books yeah <laughs> yeah but this book <laughs> sorry this book um, um yeah i can't quite recall you are in frodo's perspective when you're with uh sam and you are it's hard to explain because it's such a long book and I can't <laughs> yeah. cover everything. Right, right, right. There is at least a dozen different perspectives throughout the whole 1,009 pages of this. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Sounds like you're putting out a book. No, it doesn't. No. I'm reading a book that's like that, um, The Fifth Wave, and it's it's oh my starting. Oh you were obsessed uh, with that in sixth grade. No, you were obsessed. No, nope, not with that. that one. You're wrong one. But it's starting out with this one, and then it's going to this one, and then it, like the short version of this characters, but then back to this characters, but then to the little brother's perspective. Yeah. To then to like the dads, and it's like, where are we like. Why are we going up with this? Yeah, I, I kind of found that that was the same thing with the uh, Heroes of Olympus. Not to diss on them or anything, but for <laughs> for, for for their um for their um length and their amount of characters and perspective is a tad bit annoying. But other than that, I think that was awesome. Oh, you should totally check that out. And so have you? So you Lord of the Rings? Have you done like Hobbit, Samarillion, all of that stuff? I have read the Hobbit before this. Okay. But that is about it. So that's all of my knowledge of Tolkien. Did you see that Amazon is doing a Lord of the Rings show and they just released a map what? of... They... I'm not entirely sure about that, but I'm not entirely sure what the subject matter is. But if they make it about the Numenorians and the three brothers fighting over their land... You're not going to see me for three months because I'm going to be watching <laughs> all day, every day. Right. And from what I read about that, yeah. they posted the island. Yeah. And me, being someone who loves the Lord of the Rings movies and loves the story but has not read all like the backstory and stuff, yeah. I was like, oh, cool, an island. And people on the internet were like, this is young Sauron. This is incredible. And like just losing their minds, you, which you, made me vicarious. You know, you know the um, actor for Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels? Yeah, uh, Star Wars. He's playing young Gandalf. Whoa. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, um, Ian that, McGregor? That, that, that just sold, yeah, Ian McGregor, he's playing Gandalf. And he's just, that sold me up. Even if it's going to be like a crap show, I'm just going to watch it. It's right. Ian McGregor. Isn't the dude who um, uh, plays Bilbo Baggins on Mark Freeman? Yeah. Um, hey, I'm pretty sure, that's yeah. such a great character <laughs> for him because I can just imagine being completely done with everything. And then... What about the um, uh, dragon? Isn't that played by Benedict Cumberbatch? Um, Smaug? Smaug. 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 <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
So you're you're if I've never read, I gotta be honest, I've read The Hobbit. I haven't read the any of the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. I need that's something I need to do this summer. Mm-hmm. Is just read the, the story. I've read a lot of books this summer. I'm not sure I'm gonna get to it. It's okay. You have more, many summers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But more books come out. (laughs) (laughs) Many summers, more books. (laughs) You know, one leads to the other, but yeah. I'm like, this is probably the second longest series to read. This took me at least three to four months. How many pages are in, like, that book? 1,009. 1,009? If you don't count the appendix, (laughs) 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 which is at least another uh, 100 to 200 pages. (laughs) Okay. I asked him earlier if he read the appendix, and he's like, no, I mean, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, but the real question is, Sam or Frodo, MVP? I mean, like, not to go into too many spoilers, but I think Frodo... He didn't show it in the movies or the books as much. Well, more in the books, but he didn't show what battle he was fighting mentally. But Sam, you know, without Sam, Frodo would be dead long before he got even close to Mordor. So Sam, Frodo is Michael Jordan and Sam is Scottie Pippen. You have to... Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand either of Yeah, I, I guess you kind of, as soon as I said it, I was like, maybe this is wrong crowd for this Maybe a broader brush. Yeah, not all of us know that. But yeah, that's, that, 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 that's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people are dissing on Frodo, but I think they're both equals just on their own playing fields. I think one thing that you brought up is is kind of the thing that I don't like about when books are turned into movies. And you said that you don't get to see the mental battle mm-hmm. that Frodo goes through, and that's something that's so important in all of the books. Yes. When you come from the the first person perspective, where it says like Frodo was thinking this, or if you're first person perspective, third that's third, but first is you're like I'm. I was thinking this, and then I felt this. You get to really see like the mental battle that the characters go yeah. through, where. If it's just a movie, it's like the person's just walking and you can't understand anything that's going on in their head. Yeah, yeah. so I f- that's why I feel like a lot of books are better than the movies because if it's in that perspective, in that moment, you know what they're thinking if you've read the book and you're watching the movie. And it's great because you know what's happening, but then anyone else doesn't know what's happening and then you're like, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, that one part where she's freaking out. Like, I don't remember that. I was like, oh, it's actually here because in the you book she says that it is. Lines of dialogue Oh yeah, she's feeling that she was doubtful that she left Sam behind, or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. It's like, why would I leave? No, but um, yeah, in the movies, I'm mean, like, the acting from all of the cast. I feel like they did their best to convey it, but I feel like, I feel like, it, no, I don't think it could have done better. I just think the book is better. Yeah. For different people. I mean, like, storybook action movies, you know? And I just feel like they're just both great for different reasons. So that ends my rant right there. Let's go. So I think that's a perfect way to segue of you should read all these books that we suggested before you you binge them. 
on <laughs> Netflix. So, Cheyenne, what was your book again? No, it's all the boys I've loved before. Mine was The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. Mine was The Umbrella Academy by Gerard Way. Lord of the Rings. Awesome. All three. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. And we are going to be back. The next episode, I believe, is a deep dive with Mrs. Ackerman and... Oh, we're uh, doing that one? Perks of being a wallflower. Three in a row. I've been in. Well, you're doing really well at it. So. Wow. So Miss Ackerman and Cheyenne will be here with some others for Perks of with Being Ms. a Wallflower. Vernon. Oh, no, Miss Friedman. Yeah, Miss Friedman. Miss Friedman. And I G. believe G. it was Gigi because, yeah. So we're going to do that, and then we'll come back, and we might have a, uh, maybe we'll have to bring Silas on, and we'll do some character conversations, and we can argue can. over uh, Percy Jackson stuff. I, I could... Characters are my go-to. I could literally I think, talk yeah. for three hours. Okay. We, we can make this a live stream or something. Just like <laughs> just a live stream <laughs> about Silas talking about and the Lord of the Rings. Percy just infuriates maybe, these maybe, reasons. Maybe you and me and Kiana and Nora will do a, a character conversation about Percy Jackson stuff yeah. real soon. That so sounds fun. Thank wow. you. This yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Danke. Peace out. <laughs> You go anywhere you look, you can find me on the low with my nose in a book. Turning through the pages, reading through the script, about to hit a million words. Yeah, it's lit, 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 lit. Said it's lit, 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 lit. Yeah, it's lit, 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 lit. <laughs>